Trotty Veck and his daughter Meg. From Charles Dickens' Children's Stories, retold by his granddaughter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cadastra. Dickens' Children's Stories, retold by his granddaughter. Trotty Veck and his daughter Meg. Trotty seems a strange name for an old man, but it was given to Toby Veck because of his always going at a trot to do his errands, for he was a porter, and carried letters and messages for people who were in too great a hurry to send them by the post. He did not earn very much, and had to be out in all weathers and all day long. But Toby was of a cheerful disposition, and looked on the bright side of everything. His greatest joy was his daughter Meg, who loved him dearly. One cold day, Toby had been trotting up and down in his usual place before the church, when the bells chimed twelve o'clock, which made Toby think of dinner. "'There's nothing,' he remarked, "'more regular in coming round than dinner-time, and nothing less regular in coming round than dinner. That's the great difference between them.' He went on talking to himself, never noticing who was coming near to him. "'Why, father, father!' said a pleasant voice, and Toby turned to find his daughter's sweet, bright eyes close to his. "'Why, pet,' said he, kissing her, "'what's to do? I didn't expect you to-day, Meg.' "'Neither did I expect to come, father,' said Meg, smiling. "'But here I am, and not alone, not alone.' "'Why, you don't mean to say,' observed Trotty, looking curiously at the covered basket she carried, "'that you—' "'Smell it, father dear,' said Meg. "'Only smell it, and guess what it is.' Toby took the shortest possible sniff at the edge of the basket. "'Why, it's hot,' he said." But to Meg's great delight, he could not guess what it was that smelt so good. At last he exclaimed in triumph, "'Why, what am I thinking of? It's tripe!' And it was. Just as Toby was about to sit down to his dinner on the doorsteps of a big house close by, the chimes rang out again, and Toby took off his hat and said, "'Amen.' "'Amen to the bells, father?' "'They broke in like a grace, my dear,' said Trotty. "'They'd say a good one if they could, I'm sure.' "'Many's the kind thing they say to me. "'How often have I heard them bells say, "'Toby Veck, Toby Veck, keep a good heart, Toby. "'A million times? More.' "'Well, I never,' cried Meg. "'While Toby ate his unexpected dinner with immense relish, "'Meg told him how her lover Richard, a young blacksmith, "'had brought his dinner to share with her, "'and had begged her to marry him on New Year's Day, "'the best and happiest day of the whole year.' "'So,' went on Meg, I wanted to make this a sort of holiday to you, as well as a dear and happy day to me, father, and I made a little treat and brought it to surprise you. Just then Richard himself came up to persuade Toby to agree to their plan, and almost at the same moment a footman came out of the house and ordered them all off the steps, and some gentleman came out who called up Trotty and gave him a letter to carry. Toby trotted off to a very grand house, where he was told to take the letter in to the gentleman. While he was waiting, he heard the letter read. It was from Alderman Cute to tell Sir Joseph Bowley that one of his tenants, named Will Fern, who had come to London to try and get work, had been brought before him charged with sleeping in a shed, and asked if Sir Joseph wished him to be dealt leniently with or otherwise. To Toby's great disappointment, the answer was given that Will Fern might be sent to prison as a vagabond, though his only fault was poverty. On the way home, Toby ran against a man dressed like a countryman, carrying a fair-haired little girl. The man asked him the way to Alderman Cute's house. "'It's impossible!' 
cried toby that your name is will fern that's my name said the man thereupon toby told him what he had just heard and said don't go there poor will told him how he could not make a living in the country and had come to london with his orphan niece to try and find a friend of her mother's and to endeavour to get some work and wishing toby a happy new year was about to trudge wearily off again when trotty caught his hand saying stay the new year can never be happy to me if i see the child and you go wandering away without a shelter for your heads come home with me i am a poor man living in a poor place but i can give you lodging for one night and never miss it and lifting up the pretty little one he trotted towards home and rushing in he set the child down before his daughter the little girl ran into her arms at once while trotty ran round the room saying here we are and here we go here uncle will come to the fire meg my precious darling where's the kettle here it is and here it goes and it'll bile in no time why father said meg you're crazy to-night i think poor little feet how cold they are oh they're warmer now exclaimed the child they're quite warm now no 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 said meg we haven't rubbed em half enough and when they're done we'll brush out the damp hair and we'll bring some colour to the poor pale face with fresh water and then we'll be so gay and brisk and happy the child sobbing clasped her round the neck saying oh meg oh dear meg good gracious me said meg presently father's crazy he's put the dear child's bonnet on the kettle and hung the lid behind the door trotty hastily repaired this mistake and went off to find some tea and a rasher of bacon he fancied he had seen lying somewhere on the stairs he soon came back and made the tea and before long they were all enjoying the meal after tea meg took lillian to bed and toby showed will fern where he was to sleep then he went to sit by the fire and read his paper and fell asleep to have a wonderful dream so terrible and sad that it was a great relief when he woke to find meg sitting near him putting some ribbons on her simple gown for her wedding and looking so happy and young and blooming that he jumped up to clasp her in his arms but somebody came rushing in between them crying no not even you the first kiss of meg in the new year is mine meg my precious prize a happy year a life of happy years my darling wife then in came lillian and will fern and a band of music with a flock of neighbors burst into the room shouting a happy new year meg a happy wedding many of em and the drum stepped forward and said trotty veck it's got about that your daughter is to be married to-morrow and there ain't a soul that knows you both that don't wish you both all the happiness the new year can bring and here we are to play it in and dance it in accordingly then mrs chickenstalker came in a good-humoured comely woman who to the delight of all turned out to be the friend of lillian's mother for whom will fern had come to look to wish meg joy and then the music struck up and trotty making meg and richard second couple led off mrs chickenstalker down the dance and danced it in a step unknown before or since founded on his own peculiar trot End of Trotty Veck and His Daughter Meg Recording by Cadastra